Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. Uh, Today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 152. We're on the third paragraph, which begins, how is that to come about? And Benita is going to read through two paragraphs, ending with, love thy neighbor as thyself. And, of course, we're going to comment on both paragraphs. Today's readers, we have Wendy M. on the 12 Steps and Sandy C. on the, on the 12 Traditions. And, of course, the readers of the text are Vanita L. and Martha Z. The, the uh, share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, April 22nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, that was 14,482. That's 14482. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 14,487. That's 14487. We also have our, our uh, newcomer greeter for the uh, uh, right after this meeting is, is Reva P. And the hosts for the second hour, Jen Marie A. Uh, the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, uh, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I'm going to ask uh, Wendy M. Wendy, would you be kind enough to get us started with the 12 steps? Good morning. I am Wendy M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina, and these are our 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. 
Oh, gosh, Wendy, thank you so much. Okay, now we're going to have uh, Sandy C. Uh, read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Larry. Uh, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Each group should, uh, four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. OA, a seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place personal uh, per, principles in, before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me do service. Thank you, Sandy, for doing that service. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Uh, singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. And this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And of course, we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one uh, to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we're going to resume our study in the big book. We are currently on page 152. The third paragraph starts, how is that to come about? Benita's going to tell us. Um, and she's going to read through two paragraphs, ending with love thy neighbors as thyself and commenting on both. So with that long intro, Vanita, would you get us started? Hi, everybody. Vanita Elk, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? You are going to meet these new friends in your own community near you. Alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds, 
high and low, rich and poor, these are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah, so obviously we are, I don't think anybody asked where we're going to find these people because alcoholism, it might have been a little bit trickier to figure out if someone was having a drinking problem or not. But um and it's actually difficult to figure out who are compulsive overeaters, but we certainly have a tremendous number of obese people in this country. It's a much more serious epidemic than probably the current one that we're dealing with. And, you know, I had a friend and he was had a food problem and a very traumatic childhood and he died at 350 pounds. But his death certificate said he died of kidney failure. But um, it was very clear to me he died of food addiction. So there are people who are suffering. I think the alcoholics maybe have it better because they sometimes their lives go badly, more dramatically in a lot of ways. Um, We have a lot of people who are suffering misery for a long time like I did. And I was never a high weight compulsive overeater, but my disease is very serious. Then we have all the slender people who have um, eating disorders too. So as the book says, the 12 step programs have given me a community and they give me a purpose in life because I am dedicated to doing them now every day. I'm sharing with people every day. I'm reaching out to people every day. And to watch somebody to work the steps and to watch the lights come back on and to watch someone resume into the stream of life, is um, it really is the most precious thing that, um, that I participate in. And um, it it is the most meaningful thing to me in my life. So it's profound and it's beautiful. And I am super grateful to the divine for giving these 12-step programs to this world to save it from the incredibly epidemic, addictive nature of Western society. Thanks. Thanks for getting us started, Vanita. Okay, so now, although we value your experience, except for Russ, we don't value this much, (laughs) we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others um, might share their experience as well. Um, So with that, um, who would like to share on what uh, Vanita uh, got us started with this morning? Laura W. Laura, something S. Sam S. Oh, uh, hi, Sam. UK? Someone from the UK. 
Who was that from the UK? Claire E from the UK. Was it Claire? Did I get that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's good. Oh, good, Claire. Hi. Okay, we got Laura, Hi. Sam, Claire. Who else? Martha and somebody else. Loretta H. Loretta. Donna G. Donna. Tenzin C. Was it Tenzin? Elena C. Oh, Elena. Okay, Elena. Why don't we stop there? Here's who I heard so far, you guys. I have Laura, Sam, Claire, Martha, Loretta, Donna, and Elena. <laughs> so let's Kendra let's start C. with. Was it Kendra? Did I get that right, Kendra? Ginger C. Oh, <laughs> Ginger. I should know that voice. Okay. We'll stop with Ginger. Good morning, Ginger. All right, Laura, Sam, Claire, Martha, Loretta, Donna, Elena, and Ginger. Laura, why don't you get us started this morning? Good morning. Press star one, Laura. There we go. Good morning. This is Laura W., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic, and Exercise Bulimic in South Jersey. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, you know, um, it asks us, where are we to find these people? And um, this paragraph reminds me that we all have a common solution here. I mean, there's people like me everywhere. And the biggest thing that I know now today after being in the program for many, many years is that I really don't go searching for these people. They kind of just come in front of me somehow. Um, It's amazing how somebody will say, you know, I'll be – talking to somebody and they might say, oh, you know, I can't stop eating this. And I I could say something, oh, yeah, I used to be just like that. And they'll say, well, what happened? And this is about attraction, not promotion. Uh, You know, I mean, I would love to scream from the rooftops, Overeaters Anonymous has saved my life, you know, but, but, um, you know, it's about about being the message and carrying the message and not shoving the message down somebody's throat, you know. it says you will escape disaster together. We're like sink, uh, people on a sinking ship. And, you know, that ship is um, the, the life preserver that's thrown to us is the 12 steps, I believe. You know, and these steps are, are needed to be felt and they're needed to be experienced, not just thought of in my mind, not just read on a piece of paper. I need to really experience them in order to get that um, get that connection with my higher power, get that spiritual awakening um, there's a promise here, and at the end it says, we will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, you know, there's after I get through this, the step process abstinently, um, there's no more four horsemen on my back, you know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling free. Um, I'm experiencing the promises that every step offers. And, um, and to just carry the message, it tells me, you know, and, and, we don't really know a lot of times. I can't diagnose people. Um, they are dying helplessly, but all I can do is share my story. And and if somebody's ready and if they're willing to do the work, they're going to ask how it's done, and then I can I can share that with them. And I can help them get through it and help them take their hand and help them, help them put their hand in, in their higher power's hand, and that's my job. I'm grateful for this reminder how, how to work this and how to um, – how to help other people, 
and, and again, how to survive. So thanks for letting me share. Have a great day. Oh, thanks, Laura. Okay, next up we have Sam, and that'll be followed by uh, Claire. Good morning, Sam. How are you? Morning, Larry. I'm well. How are you over there? Good, good, good. Good. Um, thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. This is Sam, recovered compulsive overeater in Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, I really enjoyed this paragraph, and it, it has so many promises in there for me. As someone who is just very alone all the time and very angry, um, you know, it gives me promises that I'm going to have this fellowship around me. And, you know, there's a saying out there that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And when I was in the food, I spent the most time with people that were also in the food and that justified it. And that was what we did. And, you know, we were foodies and, um, and you know, our source of entertainment was where do we go? How do we find, how do we get more? And, um, you know, in this fellowship, one of the things that I learned, um, before, well, just all the way in program was like stick in the middle of the pack. And I need to surround myself with people that are carrying that experience, strength and hope. Um, you know, now I find myself with a group of women that are really big into service and sponsoring. And that's where I need to be because I know I have that responsibility. Um, and I love the term here, shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I say that to a lot of people when they call, you know, uh, I don't think of it as like sponsoring as, you know, I'm going to carry you, but we're doing this shoulder to shoulder together. And, um, you know, I have this wonderful, beautiful friend that has been, you know, um, suggesting people to call and suggesting people to call me and, and, uh, me to call. And, and it's so beautiful that we can do that and, um, that we can be inspired. And, and I know for me, when I'm going to work with someone, I need to work with someone that's honest, open-minded and willing so that way I can carry the message um, and just the message that God gives me, not what I think my message is of the solution. But I'm just so grateful to have this fellowship and to have, you know, the average of the 400 people around me, you know, all talking about the solution, which is the steps and a conscious contact with God. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Sam. All right. I just got really scared. There's 400 people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay next up we have claire followed by martha good morning claire how are you Hi, can you can you hear me i can hear you good morning good morning um my name's claire i'm from the uk uh down in cornwall and um oh i get so nervous sharing it and 400 people doesn't help um <laughs> I'm um, just wanting to comment and just get involved really and, and sort of uh, and share on this paragraph. Um, I used to, I've been around OA for many years and um, when I was first in the fellowships, I used to tell anybody. I used to have this sort of case of verbal bulimia really where I would tell everybody all my stuff all the time. And um, I really learned actually over the years and, and particularly now that there's a real balance to be struck between being open and being available. And, um, and not shoving this down other people's throats just because I'm a compulsive eater doesn't mean everybody is a compulsive eater. And um, my work takes me around bariatric surgery. And, and again, it's not for me to diagnose other people. Um, it's really a self-diagnosis. Um, but when somebody is sort of self-diagnosing, I can very much identify. And I know for myself, it was always the identification and um, that sort of that real bond with someone that really drew me to it um, and that's what I can offer other people and I had that experience a couple of weeks ago in um, 
at work actually it was just a, a colleague of mine who's not a compulsive eater but she was talking about a friend's daughter who's, who's been sectioned for anorexia and I was just able really to share my story of, of, of my experience when I was a teenager and what's happened to me since and what I found and um, and she asked me if she was okay to pass on my story to this friend and I, absolutely you know give me my number anytime I can be of use and and that today for me is much more um it just feels much more spiritual, really, rather than um, the attraction, rather than promotion. Um, the other thing I wanted to pick up on is, is you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. And again, previous lives in OA, I sponsored lots of people at one point, and I couldn't really, or I didn't give anybody really time and attention. Um, and what was really passed on to me with my, my, my vision experience was that time and attention that my sponsor gave me. And that's what I can really do for other people now. I can give them time and energy and attention. And for that time that I'm on that call, my attention is all about that other person. And that's such a gift because I get off the call and I feel, I just feel great. Um, and that is knowing what it means to give of myself. I have uh, my rest of my day is, 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 is um, just that much better from knowing that I've actually given, given of myself um, to somebody who is trying to get well. Um, yeah, really good to share and lovely to be connected. Um, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Eclair. Thank you so much. Okay, next up we have Martha followed by Loretta. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Larry. Thanks for being there. Uh, this is Martha C. Good morning, my friends. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater recovered um, from outside of Philadelphia. So it says, where am I to find these people? And we're blessed. We we have these people in our OA communities. I have two local meetings, and I have this wonderful vision group, too. And when I'm outside, um, you know, just in my normal dealings, I I do come across people that I suspect are compulsive overeaters, and I think this is a program of attraction. So, it you know, sometimes we, we start talking. I always pray about it, you know, that I have the right words or, or if I'm meant to help them or whatever, but... We, like I said, we're blessed because we really do have a ready supply. Um, and then it says, among them you'll make lifelong friends, bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you'll escape disaster together. And then it talks about shoulder to shoulder, and it makes me think of one of our beloved members and smile when I hear that. So we we share the problem, but more importantly, we share the solution, and we trudge the road of happy destiny together. So I just wanted to talk about among them you'll make lifelong friends. So my longest friend is somebody that I met in kindergarten. So we've been friends for 60 years. And I have friends in a way that I've known for over 40 years. But my best friend I've known for 37 years. And with her I can be who I am. And I can tell her all my darkest thoughts and feelings. And I know she won't judge me. And I'm safe with her. We laugh together sometimes at ourselves and our challenging lives, but always trying to accept life as it is. She doesn't sign off on my stories. She helps me to see my part and get recentered with my higher power, and I do this for her. And my biological sister isn't really there for me, but my OA friend is like my real sister. Um, then it says, then you'll know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. And that kind of talks about our purpose uh, the antidote to self-centeredness is other-centeredness. And then it says, you'll learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, in recovery, we learn to love and accept ourselves, and then we're better able to do that with others. So that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share.
Thanks, Martha. Okay, next up we have Loretta followed by Donna. Loretta, good morning. Good morning, Larry. I love your enthusiasm. It's Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic, graced with God's abstinence for today. And I, this paragraph is so wonderful, and I love the part that says, well, because it resonates with me so much, um, you will make lifelong friends. You will be found uh, bound to them with a new and wonderful ties, for you will disaster together and one of my favorite passages in the and in fact it's my favorite I think on 124 in the family afterwards my darkest past is my greatest asset with that I convert death and misery for others and I it's it just this is what this program has done for me because I was at death's door when I came in and my sponsor gave me a life with my God that's beyond my wildest dreams. And it isn't perfect, let me tell you. But this is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's priceless. It's, I, like, I feel like it's the commercial on the MasterCard. But um, I just recently finished the steps, not that I was back into the food, but because I wanted what my sponsor, who took me again through the steps, she has, and everybody questions this, authentic serenity. But this is what I want to pass on, and especially right now with this craziness. If I didn't have these steps and I did not have um, the people in my life, I have two new sponsors. I'm so excited. One is so different than me, and yet we are talking the same talk. And I'm so grateful. And the other one has been in program a long time. And she's teaching me more things that I have not known or learned from the book and the teachings. So like I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is priceless. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And this is the first time, and I think this is somebody I know that's on, I'm thinking of self-less. And um, you know who you are. But I thank you, and I thank everybody. I thank my God. And it works because we're working it. So blessings, stay safe, and I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Next up, we have Donna, followed by Elena. Oh, Donna, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hi, Larry. Thank you for your service. This is Donna. Um, G um, in Pennsylvania, grateful to be recovered just for today by God's grace. And um, I love this paragraph so, so much. I haven't shared in a while, but um, I have a sister. I've shared this many times uh, in the rooms. I have a sister who was my Ebby, and um, she was in another fellowship. And she used to talk a lot about her sponsor and um Talk about being a program of attraction. I used to say all the time, I want a sponsor, thinking I didn't need one. <laughs> but I want a sponsor. And um, just a funny side note, her, her sponsor would say, you too can get a sponsor. Just wreck your life into the ground and you can have a sponsor. Um, but anyhow, she used to talk about her sponsor. And one of the things I remember her saying, and I knew nothing about what the big book contained, was that um, her sponsor says, I walk shoulder to shoulder with you. And I used to, and I thought she made that up herself. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a beautiful way of putting 
what I saw um, that relationship looking like. What a beautiful way of putting it. And like, just what a beautiful relationship, shoulder to shoulder. I think the the reason that really um, jumped out for me was that in in my life, in my experience, there were, there have been very few relationships that were shoulder to shoulder. And so it's it, you know I love this paragraph because it 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 just talks to me so much about that relationship, um, high and low, rich and poor. You know we're all the same. We're all the same. Um, future fellows and somebody pointed out yesterday the definition of fellow and when I went to bed last night I I kept all day long saying I want to look that up again I want to look up that up again I don't want to forget that and um, I don't know if it's the exact same definition they gave such a beautiful one but one of the ones I found was an equal in rank power or character an equal and um, I don't know why that's so important to me or why that jumped out at me so much that I wanted to share, but I just, I feel like that's such a comforting thing that, you know, as a sponsor, there's nothing to fear. We're we're not, you know, we're not any better leading somebody who's worse off, you know. I mean, obviously, we have something to share, and it's really important, but we're just guiding. And um, I don't know. I, I really love this paragraph and the lifelong friends, you know, friends, we're on an equal footing and, um, and then surviving the disaster, escaping disaster together, uh, you know, commencing shoulder to shoulder. And then it ends with love thy neighbor as thyself. There's, there's, you know, I love, I love uh, equally. And, you know, I, I just love this. And yesterday I was working with a sponsee, and um, I said at the end, I got, yeah, this, this is good. We can end early. I need to get off and do a 10 step. And, um, and, 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 she, and I started to tell her, she said, oh, what's going on? I told her a little bit. And then I thought, she said, oh, she said, oh, that's, that's too bad. That sounds really, and I, I felt a little embarrassed at first. And then I was like, oh, no, we, you know, I didn't think of this, but I thought we walk shoulder to shoulder. I kind of in essence thought that, and, you know, it's just so comforting. So anyhow, thanks for letting me share, Larry. Thanks for the song. I really love that. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> you I'll bet. Thank you, Donna. Okay, next up, two of my beautiful teachers here. We got Elena C. and Ginger C. Elena, good morning. Good morning, Larry. My name is Elena C. from Greenville, South Carolina, and I am glad to be here this morning. And you know, I love how this paragraph starts with you're going to meet these new friends in your community, in your own community, but they're just the ones that die helplessly. You know, I mean, it's a promise. Listen, look at these people who are dying, but they're going to be your friends. And, you know, it's a reminder of the deadly component of our condition, of my condition, you know, when I was eating that tiramisu cake that was made for 20 people or 24 people, and I ate half of it or more, that was death. That was like I was slowly going towards death. And, you know, and so the larger, the the bigger the community, the more people like that you will find. And it's just a reminder how prevalent this addiction component is whether it's alcoholism and for us compulsive overeating the food um and so then you know the paragraph follows with a beautiful beautiful promise the 
among these people, you will make long, lifelong friends, you know. And I came in these rooms uh, about a year and a half ago, and somebody from another fellowship brought me to these rooms, and I'm very thankful for her today. And, you know, and I can say that I have friends. I have friends in, in, in here. And I can, I have friends, I can reach out to them and they are available or when they're not, they're getting back to me. And when they're not getting back to me, you know, I know something is going on and that's just because they can. But um, I came from Romania some 25 years ago, it would be September the 15th. And there was a time in my life that I was literally had nobody. I am kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I was by myself, I was lost, I was disconnected. And this fellowship that I am in, in too, Helenon and OA, they, they have brought my connection back. And it, the connection with the universe, first and foremost, without which, you know, I couldn't go and make friends because I would have friends here and there. But, like, I was so dependent upon how they view me, how they like me. If they didn't call me, you know, then I felt horrible about myself. So now, because I have this connection with this beautiful higher power, my amazing, my amazing higher power, you know, I can be okay when some of my friends, maybe outside of the program, are not necessarily doing what I want them to do. You know, and then I want to talk about, like, the altruism in this paragraph that gets through. Is is that so when you help another, it's like you do it without necessarily getting something in return. And when I started sponsoring, Just a gentle like, reminder. Oh, sure. Um, okay. So I just, I, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Elena. Okay, Ginger, I don't eat ginger with my sushi, but I like this ginger. Good morning, Ginger. Hey, Larry, good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And, um, wow, this paragraph is just so beautiful. And what are we doing every day? You know, we're, we have the gift. We have this opportunity to do internal work to bring about an external change. And that external change is less of me and more of you. And, you know, this is really powerful work, too, because, like the sentence says, alcoholics are dying helplessly, like people sinking in a ship. That's a lot of people. And we can only imagine today with this COVID, being stuck in a house, bored, you can only imagine where the fork is in their mouth and they can't stop. And then they don't even know where to get to the meeting because now we're all on these Zoom meetings. So, so important, this responsibility. How am I showing up today? And, you know, I'm just going to tell on myself. Yesterday, I had self-propulsion before my feet even hit the floor. You can imagine where I went. Did I get on my knees and pray to God? Did I even have God on the map yesterday? And thank God I didn't do the entire day that way. Thank God I did slow down and check in because I was like, man, you are really, really disturbed. What is going on? And... It's so important for us to just stay awake and stay alert because we have flesh on. God does not. And I have no idea who's outside my door this morning waiting for me that God's going to put in front of me. 
And if I'm thinking way too much about me and my problems or whatever's going on that I'm maybe not liking and accepting, I'm absolutely going to miss that person. I am going to miss that chance to reach my hand back and say, hey, there's hope. There's a way out. It's only 12 steps, too, no matter how far down you feel. But am I awake and am I going to receive that? So, you know, and I just love, um, you know, it just says on page 18, you know, um, that the man who is making this approach, right, the recovered people that have an answer or solution because they've done this work precisely exactly and they got what that first 100 got because they get, you know, they're doing what they did, that he has the same difficulty, the person in the quicksand knows without them even having to share their story just from that person and watching them, that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that the whole department shouts at the new prospect, that he's a man with a real answer. There's hope that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing, whatever, except a sincere desire to be helpful, no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions, this love and tolerance, Loving my neighbor like myself. Loving all of God's children, not just the ones that scratch your back and make you feel good. Those are the most effective. Because again, I just want to be open to whoever God brings. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Just to let you guys know where we are, uh, we're on page 152, the third and fourth paragraphs on 152. So with that, um, who would like to share? Sherry M. Sherry. Vicky. Elise N. Elise. I couldn't hear that. Is that Jane? K. Kate. Kate. Oh, Kate. Kate. Hi, Kate. Okay. Thank you, Kate. Hi. Mary R. Kathy. Let's start. Let's start with Mary, and I think I heard Kathy. Let's let's end there and see what we get through here. We'll start with I heard Sherry, Vicky, Elise, Kate. I see Mary. I see Kathy. I think I heard Kathy. So Sherry, would you get us started? Good morning. Sherry, press star one if you would. Hi, good morning. This is Sherry M, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Los Angeles. Thank you so much for your service. And I thought I would speak up because there was a silence of uh, needed volunteers. And I'm just so moved this morning. I'm thinking about the community in my neighborhood and I'm thinking about being in Overeaters Anonymous for 15 years and not knowing that this community of a vision for you existed and that there was real hope for me. So I was dying in the rooms because I could only get so far. I was 90%, I call it, 90% but never having full neutrality around food until I found you guys. And my heart is just so full because um, I mean, I, it's, it's mind-blowing. Everyone on this line who shares day in and day out, I've been listening to you since 2018, and I'm just coming up on six months of being recovered, and I listen usually three hours a day, 
of meetings in the morning. I get up very early or I play back. And, I mean, it just sets the tone for the day. And to find people who are in the solution, who are not in the story. You know, I think I was just stuck in the story of, um, you know, what was happening around me instead of, you know, immediately going to my part. And so walking shoulder to shoulder with people I'm taking through the big book, there's nothing that brings me more joy than to hear the emotion of a, of a sponsee, a protege on the other line, having a spiritual experience and being able to share my experience, strength, and hope of suffering in the rooms for so many years and now being totally free and neutral with my body, with my food, uh, being stuck at home. I, I mean, and the timing of the whole thing. There's nothing but divine intervention that needs to happen because I could not have been ready to hear. In fact, I I didn't. I wasn't ready. I I come from another program where we study the big book, and I could not relate it to food. My mind was blocked, and I thought, these people in the food program are trying to take my material from AA. Like, it just didn't. I didn't know there was a way to apply it to the food problem. And so to hear 400 people on the line or all of you sharing your experience, strength, and hope of how there is hope. I don't have to die anymore. I was killing myself on a daily basis. I'm so beyond grateful. Thank you so much for calling on me. And if you're new, just just hang on. There's so much hope here. And I, I'm not dying today. I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry. Okay, next up is uh, Vicki, followed by Elise. Good morning, Vicki. Good morning, Larry. Vicki V from Long Island, uh, recovered compulsive overeater today. Ah, grateful uh, for the grace of God. I'm just going to speak to this particular paragraph, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, love, you will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. By reading this big book with all of you, my sponsors, my sponsee, uh, actually my sponsees in other programs as well, I have learned how to live this um, design for living in everything that I do, in my job, at the supermarket, when I'm driving my car. It has become, like it says on pages 68 to 67 to 69, it has become a working part of my mind. And in doing so, I, ha- I can see how God brings calm to other people by working through me. And I would not have gotten here without the pain of my compulsive overeating life. Uh, you know, I'm going to be 55 soon, and, and I'm only recovered a year and change. Um, so it's i'm still a work in progress but it is amazing how connected i feel not just to the people in this program but to the people in my other program to the people at my job to the people at the supermarket and it's amazing how most people just want to be heard and most people are open to the thought of a higher power whether it's god or universal intelligence or nature and i have God has removed the fear from me for, for, of speaking that way and feeling confident in speaking that way to people when the time is open, when it, when it presents itself in God's time. 
And it's been happening more and more. I'm an essential worker. I'm, my, my life really hasn't changed that much. Um, I'm still going to work. The, you know, the, the schedule is still the same. But, you know, somewhere in my heart, things have changed because, of course, life is different. The one thing that has kept me grounded is my routine. The routine that it talks about on page, I believe it's 69, where it says that we alcoholics are undisciplined. And this book gives me a design for living that works. And that means prayer, meditation, first thing. And what I love is my meal plan. Because it's the same time every day. It's basically the same food. And that is keeping me grounded today. So I want to thank all those who have reached out and all those that I have been able to speak to um, during this time. And my name is Vicki V from Long Island. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And if anybody ever needs outreach of any type, I'm, I'm open. Uh, thank you for letting me share. Larry, thank you for your service. And have a beautiful day. I pass. Uh, thanks, Vicki. Now batting. Shortstop, Elise. Elise, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, yes. So I'm very happy to be here um, with all of you. Um, and I guess I wanted to share, I've been in this program probably almost 30 years, and I, I love this meeting. It got me back and got me abstinent. Um, and I do. Um, most of my closest friends, I'm just thinking all of them, I think almost all of them, if not all of them, are in this program. Um, because, and one of the things that happened that was so important for me was that when I started to lose weight in this program, I realized God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And I wanted to say thank you. And there were people, I'm still getting chills from it, and I prayed to know how to do that. And there were people in this program that, that helped me with that. And, and um, I, it led me back into my own religion. And I became a religious person, and I have my whole community in, with that because of that. And, you know, have my family because of it. There's nothing in this world right now that I don't have because of this program, because of starting in this program. And it all began with an addiction. So I look at it as, why did God give me this? He gave me this. I, now I can help other people that have this. You know, so, so my purpose, if my purpose in this world is to serve God and to serve others, then maybe that's why maybe that's why he gave me the addiction. Maybe that's why it is. And even when I have as a therapist, even when I have clients that come in, even if they are not having an addiction, if they're having resentment, sometimes I think the best thing to do is to go through a ten step. If you're hanging on to this for fifty years, the chances of my and you've gone to ten other therapists, the chances of them getting over it with me by just talking are slim. There has to be a spiritual element there. There has to be something else there. So I, I even take people that aren't in program through steps sometimes, and it helps them. Sometimes they tell me they, never, they were never able to let something go before. In a very short time, they let it go. So, you know, but my best friends, my closest friends are in this program. And um, I even got, from this meeting, I got my sponsor, you know, who's 
I just, somebody, I was not absent, and somebody said they could sponsor. I called her out of the blue, and she's been sponsoring me ever since, took me through the steps again, and I got absent. So I'm so grateful, and I'm so grateful you're here. And I give thanks for this meeting and for all of you, and you should all be blessed. Have a good day. Be absent, grateful, and and stay safe in this environment. Thank you. I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Elise. Okay, next up is Kate, followed by Mary. Kate, good morning. Kate, press star one. Hi, we'll, uh, this is Kate. Oh, there you are. Hi, Hi Kate. I'm here. Yes, um, I'm your neighbor in Wisconsin, and uh, welcome to all the compulsive overeaters on the line. I call myself a compulsive overeater. My family just calls this snacking, and um, and their behavior shows the same thing. But for me, the part I want to concentrate on is loving your neighbors as yourself. The problem was I didn't love myself. I loved my neighbors much better than I loved myself. And that was a conundrum of how do I get this love for myself? And through Harland and some other people, it was service, and I was doing that. But it was coming to know uh, that power, having a personal relationship with the power that was greater than me. And that God could and would if he were sought. And that's when things really took off for me. So that's uh, what I want to share today. And uh, have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Okay, we have uh, time for Mary and hopefully some uh, extra time for Kathy. Hey, yo, Mary. Good morning. Hi, my name is Mary. Um, I'm also from Long Island, compulsive eater, uh, and I'm new to this um, to this fellowship, to this meeting. I've been listening to you guys on on the recording. Um, I, I've got I don't know a couple of weeks of abstinence. I'm actually in a program down in Florida, but uh, I just wanted to kind of jump on and say my name and, and introduce myself. And you know, I have some years with the Big Book in another fellowship, and, and so I know some of these things will come true. And uh, you know, I figured if I, I, I tried for a long time to to find abstinence in that fellowship and uh and realizing that I need to be with um my fellows, people who are who are struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with. Um and I don't find them there. I find other things there, but I, I need to come over here, as somebody said, where I belong. Um so I just wanted to like I said, just wanted to kind of break the ice. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, great. Uh, everyone, that was Mary. And Mary, let me introduce you to everyone. Uh, good morning. Okay, next up we have Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Larry. Uh, nice to hear your voice. This is Kathy G. from Illinois, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I haven't shared on the line for a while, so I just thought I would jump in in a quiet moment this morning 
uh, I really wanted to offer some hope to the newcomers and to those who are in their homes thinking, how am I ever going to get out of this thing at this time? And I just wanted to let you know that it was in 2017 in the spring when I came into Vision, and it was really through this phone meeting that I recovered. And so I wasn't going to face-to-face meetings at the time, maybe one in a blue moon in the beginning. But I just want to offer you the hope of the fellowship, even if we can't see each other in person right now, because there's power that comes through this line. And if you work the steps as written in the book with a sponsor, my sponsor lived in a different state. I never saw her. I ended up meeting her, but we don't have to be face-to-face to have these promises come true. And also in what we read this morning, just talking about the hope that's available, I just, my eyes were drawn to the words, you will. It's like, you will do this. You will make these lifelong friends. You will be bound to them. You will escape disaster together. You will know what it means to give of yourself. These things will come true if you work the steps as written. And also just the fun things that happened. There was somebody in the early days on the line. She actually shared this morning. And she was from Colorado, and she really inspired me. And it turned out through talking over the phone, over the phone for some months, we found out that she grew up in my hometown in Illinois. And here she is on the line in Colorado. And then I got to meet her at a meeting here. And I just thought... There's just been beautiful relational um, and fellowship opportunities that have opened up up as a result of being here. So just want to encourage you to jump on in, even though we're not in the ideal circumstances right now. These things still will come true if you pick up uh, the steps and the phone and and the fellowship. So thanks so much for letting me share, Larry. Have a great day. Thanks, Uh, thanks, Kathy. Well, we've got a couple minutes left, approximately. Who wants that uh, slot? Michael M. Michael, that's a perfect person to close us out. Good morning, Michael. Oh, Michael, I can't hear you. Press star one. Okay, hey, Michael. Um, can you hear me? Thank you so much. There you go. I'm just very grateful for, for vision. Uh, because I came a few years ago. I've, all, I've been in a 12-step for many years, and my life is continually changing rapidly because I'm understanding. And one of my ma- the major program now, the Daddy program, is actually one of my meetings is having a meeting almost identical to Vision. So thank you so much, and I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you for all your service, and God bless, and have a safe day. Oh, thanks, Michael. Anyone got a burning desire, 30 seconds or so? Vinny T. Hello, Larry. Okay, Vinny, Vinny, why don't you take the the 30 seconds or so? Okay. Uh, Thank you. Can I be heard? Yep, you can. Uh, 30 seconds is all I need. Somebody said before that they love their neighbor more than themselves. And in my mind, I thought in parentheses and hated them for it. <laughs> and now um, I'm just such a different person. I'm, I'm so grateful for not being that person anymore. Thank you. I pass. Oh, thanks, Vinny, for closing us out that way. And um, I, I want to thank everyone who has uh, shared and joined us this morning. 
Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that's going to immediately follow the closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting for April 23rd. That share ID is 14,494. <clears throat> that's 14494. And so now we're going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, well, Martha Z, would you, uh, would you read that for us, Martha? Thanks, Larry. This is still Martha Z. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.